Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Well, we got a little earth, wind, and fire. Good for your soul. You know what that means. It means it's the Bullseye Show tonight. You know, I know we call it the evening show, but what the hell, when I'm here, it's the Bullseye Show. That's the way I go. I got my man Joel and uh, Nelson over there. He's doing his thing. And stopping in right real quick is our guy, Kale Berger, from the Going Low Show. And uh, that's our golf show, if you haven't figured that out. What's up, Paul? How are you, man? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on. We, uh, yes, thank you for coming on. We, uh, we, we've got the PGA this weekend, but the fr- first, uh, how is your uh, show going, uh, the Going Low Show? Show's been going good. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, Where are you at this weekend? Here or are you somewhere else? Uh, I am in the studio this week. Okay. All yeah, right. Yeah. But good. Uh, we got some stuff coming up soon over the next couple weeks. So yeah, that'll be good. Um, we gotta, we've got a, we've got a couple things that we got to get on the calendar anyway. You and I, as far as uh, golf goes, they get back out there. Yeah, we do it again. Uh, but uh, at any rate, we got um, the PGA this weekend, and uh, you know, it's another major. And it's another major that uh, is always fun to watch. What are your thoughts on it? I mean, uh, who does it set up for you to think to win? Or Yeah, well, first of all, it's a very big week, uh, of course. Uh, the PGA is at Oak Hill Country Club. That's up in Rochester, New York. First time it's been there in a decade. So last time was 2013. Jason Duffner won it that year. Um, so it has been a while since they've had this tournament there. They've hosted some Ryder Cups in the past, too, and stuff. But... Um, one it basically the big change I think this week uh, that looking into this and researching the tournament and the course is they've kind of undergone a little bit of a remodeling like Oakmont did prior to the last U.S. Open knocked out a ton of trees reconfigured some holes and stuff so some of the players and maybe the older guys that have played it before it's going to look a little different or if you're a golfer that's played there before and you're watching it on TV it's going to look different in terms of who can win I mean obviously it's very difficult to pick any or to not take the easy way out and pick a guy like John Rahm or Scotty Scheffler. Of course, Rahm's coming off the Masters. Um, Scotty Scheffler, I, I saw a stat that among, like, and this came from, like, the TaylorMade uh, Twitter account or something. Uh, over the last couple of years here in majors, um, Scotty Scheffler's, like, 46 under or something. 
So he's been insane and incredibly consistent. Um, and of course, Justin Thomas is trying to defend his uh, his title from last year that he won at Southern Hills. So it's easy to go with with Rom or Scotty Scheffler. Um, but the guy that I like is Xander Shoffley. Now he's never won a major before, um, but he was in that final group um, two weeks ago at the Wells Fargo Quail Hollow. He is playing really, really good golf right now. And one of those guys that we all feel like he's going to break through eventually, Xander Shoffley's my pick. Well, there you have it. Xander Shoffley, he's, I mean, uh, has, uh, oh, what's his name? I can't even think of his name. Uh, just won, like, just won a, a couple of tournaments in a row. Um, what is his name? Can't believe I'm 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 drawing a blank. Well, who have we had win recently? I mean, Jason, Jason Day won last Jason week. Jason Day. I mean, here's another guy that Matt right, Fitzpatrick won the the week before that. A week before RBC that. RBC Heritage. Um, the guy that um, he's you know he's got the family story and Tony Finau. Tony Finau, that's his name. Yes. I don't know how I feel about Tony Finau. I mean, he is he, he won the uh, the Mexico Open is what he won. So right. he won that like three weeks ago. Right. Um, you know, Tony Finau, as good of a player as he is, and he finally, I guess, kind of got that stigma away from him winning at the end of last year and then and then winning again here recently in the last month or so. I like Tony Finau as a guy. He hasn't exactly shown up in, you know, really giving you a case in majors to think that he can break through yet. You hope that he does because it couldn't happen to a better guy. I just don't know that I'm, you know, running to the sports book to throw money on Tony Finau this week. Okay, what well, do you have it in uh – you about, like the live guys. Uh, yeah, I always like I always root for the live guys. You know, I mean, like <laughs> you for just want to you just want to see the chaos. You I root, I root for the villains, right? Yeah. Uh, you know what would be the ultimate is Patrick Reed winning it. That would oh, just cause such a meltdown. He's the worst. He's the worst. Uh, but uh, how about I'm going to give you a couple of names and you tell me if they have a chance to finish in the top ten. These are dark horses. Okay. So they're probably on on the uh, money line, something like you know fifty to one or yeah. more, right? Yeah. Stephen Alker. No. Wyatt Worthington the second. I do not think so. Okay. Let's go with uh Adrian Otiagi. I would say no. Can you give me some names <laughs> people have heard of? I mean, these are the real long shots. Here. Just, uh, how about Joachim Neiman? Joaquin Neiman? Joaquin Neiman. Uh that's an interesting one. So he was a guy who was, you know, actually playing pretty well before he made that uh that jump to live. Uh, he hasn't really lit the world on fire there, but I think he's a good golfer. So I would say maybe that's something to keep an eye on is Joaquin Neiman. How about, let's see, I'll give you another one, Raku Rikia Hushino. Again, I'm probably <laughs> going to steer clear of that one. That's probably what I'm going to I'm gonna try to avoid. Sadam Kian Kanjana. Nope. <laughs> How far just, down are you on the odds? I'm just going, you know, I'm trying to come up with somebody that you might say. Hey, that All right, here's, a, here's, a, here's an actual Sepp guy. Straka. Sepp Straka. That's a name I've heard <laughs> of. Okay. I, I'm still not leaning towards Sepp Straka this week. Here's a guy that I will give you as a dark horse. If you're looking at someone that could finish in the top 10, he is a guy just like Jason Day who won last week, a guy who's had a great resurgence this year, and he was a big name like 10 years ago, and he was lost in the wilderness, and he came back, and he's having a great year. Just a couple of weeks ago, he finally jumped back in the – top 50 of the world golf rankings, Ricky Fowler. Ricky Fowler's had a tremendous year. He has not won yet, but he's got a bunch of top 10s, a bunch of top 20s. 
He has been up there around, you know, competition every single tournament he's played this year. He's finally getting back to playing <coughs> good golf. So Ricky Fowler's a, a dark horse. There we have it. Okay. Your yeah. dark horse is Ricky Fowler, not J.J. Uh, Colleen. Sorry to J.J. <laughs> Colleen. Uh, I don't have much faith in him this week. All right, Kale. I know you're in a hurry. So, uh, you know what? I appreciate you jumping on. And yeah. Giving me uh, a few minutes of, on the PGA. Always happy to talk golf with you, Paul, uh, and to play golf with you. Well, hope we'll be doing that soon, Sounds for sure. Good. I'll see you. Um, yes, we'll see you, Kale. Uh, by the way, is that your bag right there? It's not like should I, should I rummage through it and see what's in it? Maybe I do want to take it home. Hopefully, with me? nobody left that there. Like there's a bomb in it or something, you know? Like uh, and it's a you know they 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 left and what is it? It's just a swag bag, you know. There's some there's some cups in here. There's some you know there's a, a beer pint glass. I think it's from a client. So. Oh, okay. Well, there you have it. It's nice. Maybe I should take this home. Yeah, I'm gonna leave it. I'm gonna <laughs> leave it. I'm, I'm... That should be yours. Uh, yeah, someone left it there specifically for someone to take finders keepers no someone left it there for one of us to take and right. i oh. won't take it because i don't what am i gonna do with that this but, is gonna come back to bite me someone's gonna say who stole my swag bag and no. it's gonna be a living on on record that i took it no it won't it'll be like the soup right the tuscan soup or whatever delicious <laughs> and everyone already suspects that i took that so i don't i don't know if i want to add here's, that to my here's my thing you could take that bag. someone left it there for one of us to take it because it's what they do they, they leave stuff in the studio like that that is not something that someone forgot. I'm going to take the bag. You, you need to take the bag. I'm going to take the bag. Hey, you should take the I'll bag. I'll see you later. All right. That's Kale Berger. I'm Paul Zeiss. Coming up, we'll talk something else. It's Paul Zeiss. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Uh, 
Um, we had uh, what I would call four hours of shrieking about Mason Rudolph. Before me, let's try and bring a little nuance to the discussion. How about that? Um, um, it's one of these things where I would tell you it's the third-string quarterback. That's the bottom line. It's the third-string quarterback. What are we arguing about? Really? What are we arguing about? There's n- literally zero downside to signing you know, Mason Rudolph as your third-string quarterback. He'll almost assuredly, almost assuredly, um, what I would tell you, uh, almost assuredly, never, ever play. Ever. That's the bottom line. And if he does, the situation is so dire that, you know, both other guys got hurt. You probably have a shot. That's the thing. You probably have a shot. And so I feel like it's important to remember that, you know, it's really not all that big of a deal. You have fun with it. Um... From the standpoint of, if you don't want to talk about, oh, well, you know. But at the end of the day, Mason Rudolph is just an insurance policy. He's a guy that's never really been uh, bad or whatever, uh, you know, to, uh, he's never been bad for the um, organization. He always kind of says the same things and the right things. He's never, ever, ever really going to be a guy that's going to embarrass the organization. And if he doesn't play, who cares? <laughs> he carries a clipboard. Makes about a million and a half bucks or whatever it is. Carries a clipboard. It's the most important position that you have. Right? The most important position that you have um, from the standpoint of... Um, uh, from the standpoint of this, like the most important position you have on on, on on the field, on a team. And they basically just went out and they got a bunch of different, you know, they, they went out and got somebody that gives them an option, an opportunity. You know what? If they, if they happen to have two injuries, they at least have someone that can come in and give them a, a, a fighting chance to win the game. A fighting chance to win the game. And all this shrieking about the Detroit Lions game, again, you know, completely ignores the reality of the Detroit Lions game, which was, and, and you know, I call it excuse-making or whatever you want to call it, but it's reality. But at the end of the day, the, the, the Detroit Lions game, he was not the starter the entire week because Ben was supposed to play, if you remember. So the number of reps he took was very few. Right? Then he found out the night before that Ben had, you know, a COVID protocol or whatever it was, and he ended up having to, you know, get thrown into there without really any preparation. And then the weather that day was horrific. 
Now, if you want to say that's excuse making, that's fine. But that's reality. At least add that reality when you're shrieking and screaming and yelling about how, you know, he was, you know, he couldn't even beat uh, the Lions. And I mean that. It's just, to me, it's, it's ridiculous. It absolutely is ridiculous. From every, from every standpoint that there can possibly be, uh, the, the, the fact that they're angry, I mean, really angry, or people that are really angry about this, is silly. It's absolutely silly. You would hope that they would be able to, um, you know, you, you would hope that they would be able to have some, you know, semblance of sanity when it comes to that thing. Now, uh, I would say it's important, it's important to note that what the Steelers have done this offseason is a lot of moves like bringing Mason Rudolph back. They're fortifying positions. They're giving themselves depth. They're giving themselves competition. They're giving themselves the ability to go out and play a 17-game season. And if they lose some key players or they get a couple of people hurt or whatever, then they are able to at least survive, which is what they have to do. That's what you do. 17-game season is about survival. It's about survival. And and I would tell you that's where we're at right now when it comes to and the NFL with all of the injuries that you have. They've done a really, really good job of putting together a team that can survive a 17-game season. Now, you don't have to, you know, like all the moves they made. Of course, some people think, well, you know, some of the moves they made maybe are, are overrated. But what they've done is, is they've put together a pretty good team. A team that is deep. And if you watched, for instance, uh, for instance, the 49ers last week, last year in the, in the playoffs, um, you know, I guess technically Bur- uh, Purdy was their third string guy. But, you know, uh, um, when they had to bring in Josh Jackson or Josh Johnson or whatever the hell his name is, they had no chance. They couldn't even throw a a pass. They couldn't even complete a pass or move the ball down the field. So, you know, what you really have in that situation, you know, that's what you're trying to avoid. You're trying to avoid a situation where you're down the stretch – all of a sudden, Kenny Pickett gets hurt. You're in a game, and Mitch Trubisky gets hurt, and it's a really important game. You at least have a guy in Rudolph who's played in the NFL, who's a veteran, who's proven that you can win games with him at quarterback, you know, and all the other stuff. Oh, I know, I know, you know. There's the other thing, the <laughs> – the whiny show before me went on this uh, tirade about let's break down the games that, he, you know, he won as if, you know, the NFL 
that that that's really we're we're, we're really going to look at that, and that's how we're going to go at, uh, go about trying to make it a, a point because we can't just say we don't like the guy. Uh, but anyway, at the end of the day, if you think about it, he's proven that he, you can win games with him on a long on a large scale for a long period of time. Well, I don't know about that, but if you have a week where he has a week to prepare and he's the starter because of injuries, you know going into the game you at least have a chance to win. Whereas some of these teams, honestly, we've seen it, where they've got a guy who can't even complete a forward pass. They can, they've got a guy who's not played in the NFL and really doesn't, you know what I mean, or barely has ever played in the NFL, doesn't have a whole lot of uh, ability to understand the, the the speed of the game and all the reads that you have to make and all of the things, that's the biggest thing about it. You now have your third quarterback is more experienced than a lot of teams' second quarterbacks. That's why you do it. That's exactly why you do it. And so, you know, you see some teams that are loading up with four quarterbacks. Everybody understands that there's so much at stake now uh, because the game is so dependent on quarterbacks that everybody understands that you better have some good options after your starter because it's very unlikely your starter is going to be able to play 17 games. I mean, they're just the, the, the nature of the game, especially a starter like Kenny Pickett who runs, who, who, who who's athletic, who uses his legs, who gets outside the pack, the pocket, who, you know, who's going to take hits. He's going to get tackled. He's going to get beat up a little bit. Well, it, you know, it could be a situation of where if he misses three or four games, you know, now all of a sudden you're one heartbeat away from your third guy having to play. And, and if you go through the league, you're going to be hard-pressed to find a, be- a team with a better third guy than the Steelers right now. I mean, I don't think Mason Rudolph is great, but I don't think he's the worst player that's ever played in the NFL either. That's so stupid. When I hear people say that, I just basically say, you don't even understand football. You don't know a thing about football if you think Mason Rudolph's the worst quarterback that's ever played in the league. He is what he is. He's a backup quarterback. And in this case, he's the backup to the backup. So what are we talking about? What are we upset about? What is the argument about? I don't understand it. It, it makes very little sense to me. There's literally, like I said, zero downside to have zero downside to having Mason Rudolph as your third string quarterback. Zero. He's not a bad clubhouse guy. He's, he's not a bad locker room guy. He's not a bad guy in terms of um, uh, uh, you know uh, his his ability to 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 help the quarterback room. He knows what he's doing. He's apparently very studious. He's good at you know helping uh, uh, Kenny Pickett, uh, you know who's younger and still learning. I mean, there's literally no downside to having him around. He's not bothering anybody. He's not hurting anything. And at at, at worst. He has to play a few games. At best, he'll never see the field. 
<laughs> so I, mean, I just have to laugh about it. People are making this into something that it's not. It would be one thing if, you know, they were talking about, well, we're going to have an open competition for the starting quarterback between these three guys again. They're not. We know Kenny Pickett's one. We know Trubisky is two. And we know Rudolph is three. They all know their roles. They all understand what they're supposed to do. And, you know, I, I would expect that Mason Rudolph, after about week two, I, I mean, as soon as the preseason's over, after about, you know, he'll probably play basically the entire game against Carolina or whoever. Is it Carolina again this year? Who's over their last uh, preseason game is? He'll probably play the f- entire game. Or maybe they'll let Mitch Trubisky play a quarter and then he'll play the final three quarters or whatever. Or maybe he'll play the first three quarters and they'll let the young kid play the final quarter. But at the end of the day, after that, we won't even know he's on the team. He won't even dress most weeks. But yes, let's scream and yell and shriek and be all upset about it. I, I, just, I, don't, I just don't get it. I, uh, maybe, I'm, maybe I'm just uh, thinking about it the wrong way. PJ, I'm sorry, not the PJ Fitzpatrick Home Improvement Traffic Center. I get, you know, I do that about once a show. Twitter brought to you by South Hills Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Peters Township. Visit them online, southhillsjeep.com. Texas on Edgar Snyder and Associates. Fan text line 412-928-9370. Edgar Snyder and Associates remind you to text responsibly. Coming up next, Ray Fittipaldo from the Post-Gazette. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Will you look at this nonsense, Joel? The, da- the damn thing fell off. It's probably because of, I mean, come on, man. Are you kidding me? And now this little doohickey. Okay. This is not a good situation at all. The Paul's Ice Show. And, of course, that means that one of these damn things has to always find a way to malfunction or whatever. There's this piece hanging out here. I don't even know where this goes. So I'm just going to try and do this. How's that? All right. <laughs> anyway, here's uh, Ray Fittipaldo of the Post-Gazette. Ray, I uh, got uh, to gotta ask you um, if you were, like, really, like, angry and walking around punching things and screaming and yelling because they signed Mason Rudolph. Uh, no, but it seems like uh, the fan base uh, maybe had that reaction, Paul. I don't know. I, I kind of think it, it's good for both sides. I know Mason wanted a better opportunity. He wanted to be a backup somewhere, maybe a fresh uh, you know, change of scenery because of what happened here last year. But um, in the end, he's still in the NFL. He's drawn an NFL paycheck. And uh, like I said, I, I think it's good for the Steelers, too, Paul. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I would be willing to bet that they probably, I mean, that, that Mason Rudolph probably had a couple of offers that he just wasn't really all that ecstatic about or he didn't feel like really advanced what he was looking to do. And I bet you, you know, uh, the Steelers and him, you know, basically decided, hey, we're better off together than apart. Yeah, listen, I, you know, I, I think he, he comes back to a familiar locker room. Uh, Mason is a guy who's well-respected in that locker room. He's got good relationships in there. And I think he's a smart guy, and I think he, he can help um, Mitch and Kenny with, uh, you know, tendencies and, and things like that. So, yeah, when, when an opportunity did not present itself to, to Mason, uh, you know, I thought he felt comfortable coming back here and, uh, you know, picking up where he left off. He's been here for – this will be his sixth season. So, drafted back in 2018, sixth season back in Pittsburgh, and uh, we'll see if uh, he can get on the field this year. I'm sure the Steelers are hoping not because he slated as the number three, but uh, we all saw what happened in San Francisco last season. Sometimes you need those guys to step up and actually play in some games. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the big thing. At the very, very, very worst, he might have to play a couple of games. For the most part, there's a very good chance he'll be in shorts every week in a a sweatshirt. Yep, holding the clipboard. (laughs) That's not a bad gig, right? I mean, there are plenty of guys um, in the NFL who – are good um, in meetings and they help the other quarterbacks, um, you know, prepare for games. And if that ends up being Mason's role, so be it. You know, the Sears are probably paying him the vet minimum or thereabouts. I'm sure it's not much more than that because they're paying Mitch Trubisky so much money. So, yeah, I mean, in the end, I mean, you know, Bruce Gagrakowski was here at the tail end of his career. He rarely played. I think he got to play in that one playoff game when Ben got injured. But there was like a three-year run there where Bruce never got in the game. So, you know, it just depends on how seasons go. Sometimes you got to play, and sometimes you're just going to hold a clipboard and help the other quarterbacks uh, prepare for these games. Uh, Akella Weatherspoon, this uh, today, uh, last week, I think it was Millette, uh, the Steelers are making some room for their new corners, aren't they? Yeah, they are. And that's one difference with the new front office that I've noticed. Um, you know, when, when Kevin Colbert was in charge, Um, they kind of knew in March before free agency began who they were going to cut. And, um, you know, those guys that would be cut would have a chance to hook on in free agency. And now it seems like they're cutting these guys later. Maybe they wait to see if they can get two corners in the draft, which they did. But uh, I I saw this one coming back in January. And I was actually surprised um, in March when a Kelly Witherspoon was still on this roster. So, Paul, in the end, it saves him $4 million. And listen, you know, Quan Alexander was in for a visit. They didn't sign him. I think we all know they could probably use a number three edge rusher to, to go alongside Nick Herbig. So, you know, maybe they're trying to create some cap space where they can go out and sign maybe a significant player to a 3 or $4 million deal to, to fill one of those roles, maybe the outside or maybe the inside uh, linebacker job. Well, I mean, I think that's the big thing is they've got um, some decisions, obviously, to make to to fill out the roster, even though for the most part it's already filled out. Um, you look at now, you take Weatherspoon, you take uh, Millette out of the equation. Uh, what are your thoughts on the corner spot? Yeah, so it looks like Patrick Peterson and Joey Porter Jr. will, will be the starters. Uh, Chandon Sullivan is, is the lone remaining slot corner on the roster. And I, you know, I, I think Levi Wallace will be a solid number three. Now there's all kinds of iterations that could happen with that cornerback group. You know, they've talked about moving 
Patrick Peterson around in the secondary. So maybe when they do that, Levi Wallace will get a chance to play a little bit more. Uh, to me, one of the biggest stories of the spring and early summer will, you know, will, will be how Shannon Sullivan is in the slot. Um, you know, he started 30 games over the last three years, but he's kind of bounced around. So, you know, is he going to be good enough to, to hold down that spot? Or the Steelers going to have to make another move here, say, in August or September before the season if Sullivan isn't up to the task? Yeah, I mean, uh, I think it's important. Uh, it's important, I think, to uh, to to note that you know that they basically have had a plan from day one, and I just feel like uh, um, they they're doing a good job. They really are doing a good job of filling holes and and creating depth. Yeah, I mean, other than inside linebacker and outside linebacker, like we just talked about, they are pretty solid. Um, across the board. I mean, they just uh, picked up this Manny Jones, another defensive lineman who played in four games for the Cardinals last year. They've they've got a lot of depth um, at defensive tackle. We all know what they did at offensive uh, line, Paul, signing free agents, drafting Broderick Jones. And the tight end group, I think, is really solid, too. You know, you bring back Zach Gentry, and, of course, you get Darnell Washington at the end of the third round. So, yeah, just a couple of spots to shore up here before the season begins. But like I tell people, you know, they could sign somebody in July, they can make a trade in August, or they can uh, improve their team via the waiver wire in September. So there's still a lot of time to go before any of these um, sort of secondary jobs, you know, at these position groups have to be decided. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the thing. Uh, you look at it that way um, from the standpoint of, uh, the, the competition is going to be good. And, and I predict this, Ray, that somebody, you know, a, Dan, a, a James uh, Daniels, or yeah, James Daniels, right? Um, I'm, I can't remember these free agents that they've brought in for, you know what I mean, the offensive line. It's James Daniels uh, is around, right? Justin, yeah, what, was the, what was the guy from the Dolphins? The, uh, that was, uh, Trey, uh, uh, Trey, what was his name? The, 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 the guard from the Dolphins. Remember him? Well, they, they they signed Isaac Samalu in free agency, who's going to start at left guard. Um, guy for the Dolphins, I can't remember. Who's who, a Trey, who that was Trey Turner? Trey Turner. Uh, yeah, he didn't come from the Dolphins though. He um, where did he, he play before that? He might have played oh. for what Carolina Panthers. I want to say maybe or Washington. Like whatever. That. Okay. Well, yeah. either way. Yeah. So you've got. I'm going to predict that you know uh, somebody like a Kevin Dotson. Obviously, a Kendrick Green, but someone like a Kevin Dotson, uh, maybe even a James Daniels, although probably not. One of those guys is going to get cut. You might be right, Paul. I think it might be a little bit early for Daniels. I think he's probably better, a better trade candidate than a cut candidate, just because it would be a little bit more, you know, eating money on in dead cap money. Um, but yeah, I mean, they they like Nate Herbig. Um, you know, hey, listen, if Nate Herbig is just your backup guard and center, that's okay, too. I thought James Daniels actually played okay last year, you know, for his first season in the new system. I think by, by midway through the season, he was actually playing pretty good football. So, um, you know, I know what you're saying, the way they've stockpiled offensive linemen. There does seem to be maybe, a, um, you know, one or two guys too many there. But, you know, I also know, Paul, that they wanted to improve their depth. And I thought, I know they thought they were very lucky last year 
that all five of those guys started all 17 games. So when you look at it from that perspective, I think they, they're really set up now really good. If they do have injuries, they have guys ready to step in and fill those roles if need be. Yeah. I think that's the big thing, but I, 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 I what I, what I meant, what I mean is I, I predict that probably there is going to be somebody uh, that this year, you know, usually there's, you know, a, a mild surprise or whatever that gets cut. But I think this year there, there's there's going to be maybe a pretty big name person, or well, at least know, some, or, or at least somebody that started for a while that's going to be cut. Well, keep an eye out for Kevin Dotson because he doesn't play center and he doesn't play tackle. And if you're just going to be a backup guard, um, you're probably not going to dress on game days. Or if you're dressing on game days. Um, maybe you're just playing on the on the on the uh, you know, the extra point unit of the field goal unit. So yeah, that would be one to watch. But again, you know, I, I think they like the depth that they have. Um, you know, we'll see how it plays out. There's always going to be injuries, Paul. So sometimes it's nice to have a lot of depth at one position in case there are some injuries. No, absolutely. Uh, the other de- the other position that we haven't really talked about, Ray, because we usually don't talk about it, is Braden Mann. Um, is, is this basically the Steelers saying to Presley Harvin, you either going to get it right by the end of camp or you're going to be gone? Yeah, I think so. I think there's just been a lot of inconsistency with Presley Harvin's game and, uh, they did want to bring in some legit competition for him. Um, you know, this past season, I thought, you know, at the end of what the, the year they made the playoffs against the chiefs. Uh, Corliss Waitman was punting for them, and they ended up letting him go. He hooked on with another team, and they decided to stick with Harvin. But um, if he's inconsistent again this spring, this summer in training camp, I don't think they'll hesitate to make a move. I think they want uh, a guy who's going to be able to execute, you know, pin guys, pin opposing teams inside the 20, and uh, give that defense an edge. You know, a lot of times last year, that defense was going out there after a 20. 25, 30-yard punt, that defense really had to step up. I think they want their special teams to be a bigger factor this year. And if Presley Harvin can't do the job, I think a guy like Braden Mann might be able to. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the biggest thing. You bring in a guy like that and you basically say, okay, you know, now now you've been here two years. You have been very inconsistent. you got to get better. Yep, absolutely. So, uh, thank you so much, uh, Ray, and uh, enjoy the rest of your evening. All right, you too, Paul. Appreciate it. All right, that's Ray of the Post-Gazette. And, of course, he covers the Steelers. Uh, the fan hotline was presented by Nemecolon. Around every corner, Nemecolon creates real-life magic for guests. And don't miss the grand opening in the of the uh, Adams Township get-go this Thursday, May 18th, at 1800 Third Degree Road in Mars. Live music from 12 to 4, sub-ceremony at 3. Meet Lil Tot, the Pirate Parrot, Neil Walker, and David Bedden are all from 3 to 4. Fan weather brought to you by Sun Chevy. SUV month. Come check out Trailblazers Equinox and all the redesigned 2024 tracks. Online at sunchevy.com. Tonight, clear low, 30 of 42. Partly cloudy skies Thursday and Friday, but temps in the upper 70s. See uh, Paul's Ice Show. It's 93.7 The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.